You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Elliott, to Old Soul in a Young World. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. We're here to chop it up about the reality of life of being an old soul. Come in and find yourself. Internal wealth. Tune in to Old Soul in a Young World. Old souls, young souls, and all souls in between. You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Ellie, to Old Soul in a Young World. And welcome back, guys. Honestly, um, I feel like I should be singing this introduction tonight because we're about to have a real soulful experience. Um, on Old Soul in the Young World, for those of you who do not know, what we talk about is being a soul, any type of soul at all, or even having a soul vibe. Um, and we're on our fourth week of Women's History Month, which is super exciting to me. Um, I wanted to use this month, guys, to highlight talented women, whether they be just stay-at-home moms, whether they be moms who do a lot in their life and have a little business on the side, um, entrepreneurs, artists, singers, poets. I think it's really important in today's day and age that we use our platforms to support other people. So when Women's History Month arose, and this is my third month doing Old Soul in the Young World, I was like, well, wouldn't it be perfect to have some awesome women on the show? Um, and you know, guys, if you want to connect with me throughout the show, any of the weeks, or you have any questions about the episodes, please feel free to hit me up or reach out to me at J-E-S-S-I-E underscore E-L-L-L-Y on Instagram or on Facebook at Old Soul in the Young World or on Twitter at Old Soul Young W-O-1 for World. And, you know, guys, we are here to talk. Um, this is about having and holding an open conversation so that everyone can speak with one another and that we can get comfortable with the idea of what it means to actually be a soulful type person. Um, and for those of you who do not know me, I'm a poet. I am a creative and I would consider myself an old soul. Um, and like I said, with this month being so special to me, I had to bring on people in my life who I felt exemplified that. One of the women that I brought on, um, if you guys didn't hear the last couple shows, please go back and take a listen. I had um, my amazing sister Jamie on the show who talked about women's empowerment, um, green room pots. She's recently started a home plant room. Um, and every week she's posting about house plants and, you know, how you can kind of get into that vibe. So if you're, you know, in the house plant vibe, go check her out. Check out her Instagram. Give her a follow. She really has some uh, cool things out there. And also shout out to Mandy, who came on the show last week, um, or MK Sky Poetry. Uh, she was on here with me. We were chopping it up. We were doing some spoken word. Um, and she's just a really cool girl. She has a lot going on. So if you didn't hear that show as well, go check it out and hit up Mandy because she really has some vibes to talk about. And you know, guys, tonight is super special to me because I have somebody on the show who I haven't connected with for a while, and we're going to kind of get into that a little bit more later. Um, but I just want to shout out tonight's featured artist. She is a soul singer. Um, also a little bit of like pop, a little bit of country. Like, I don't know. She's kind of got like all the vibes kind of thrown in there. Um, she's a down to earth girl and someone who has used their voice 
I personally feel to empower others. Um, whether you're a man, you're a woman, you're young, you're old, you feel you have a soul or you don't. Um, this young woman has something out there for you, something to make you feel like you can go on to the next day that you can push forward. Um, and her name is Miss Stephanie James, everybody. I want to welcome to the show tonight, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm like super happy to have you on the show. How are you doing, girl? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It is awesome that we are reconnecting. Um, and I'm really grateful. And I, I love the name of your podcast. It's it's funny because when I was younger, adults would always say, oh, like you have such an old soul. And I was eight and I had no idea what that meant. And now that I'm you know older and I have students who I see and I'm like, oh my God, they're an old soul. And it's like a full circle moment. So it's a beautiful thing. And I'm excited to talk about music and, and talk to you since it's been so long. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Too. It's funny that you say that because the same thing for me when I was younger, like I would always have older people tell me, oh, Jesse, you're such an old soul. You have such an old soul. And I, I kind of would get offended. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I would be like, what do you mean? Like, I'm old. Like, I'm like boring. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's it in like you said, as you do get older and you start to see younger people who have that natural vibe, you realize it's not a negative comment. It's not anything. It's just the truth. It's like when you're born with a gift or a talent or just something kind of like ingrained in you, I feel like you kind of get labeled as like an old soul. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. And um, you guys, I know I, I told you that it, Steph is like a soul singer, um, but you really need to check out her music to see what I mean, because like I said, she has a lot of vibes that she throws in and she puts together. Um, if you haven't heard her albums, if you're interested in music videos, um, anything like that, she has so much good content um, on her Instagram and on her website. Um, so you can actually hit up Steph on her Instagram at Stephanie, that's S-T-E. P-H-A-N-I-E James J-A-M-E-S music um, you can also find all her music videos about her um, all her streaming all that on her website at Steph stephaniejamesmusic.com excuse me www.stephaniejamesmusic.com and you know Steph like I kind of want to tell about you a little but I want you to give a little bit about yourself do you think you can you know kind of give us a little about what you're about and and what got you to where you are today totally yeah you know I I grew up on the North Shore in Massachusetts we went Jesse and I went to middle shout school out in <laughs> high school together peepity we love it um yes and, you know, as a kid, I was always singing and doing, you know, theater programs and everything. And my parents were always really encouraging um, to get involved in the arts. And, um, yeah, I, you know, sang throughout high school and, you know, took voice lessons and wanted to take things seriously and went to um, Berkeley for music and started my own band. And that's when I started to write songs and really... Um, realize how much potential I had but also like the potential to create and collaborate with others and so that was a really powerful experience for me um yeah and so I, I left school and graduated and uh, moved to LA and I'm actually back in my childhood bedroom because of the pandemic <laughs> and uh you know, I've been I've been working on music. I released my first album last year, which was really um, 
a big goal of mine for a long time and um yeah i'm just i'm just grateful that i'm able to make music during this time and um yeah there's just been a lot (laughs) yeah it's definitely a lot and it's like guys like everyone listening in i feel like me and me and steph are like kind of catching up um as we talk tonight because it's been it's been a minute like she said we met we met in middle school Mm -hmm. is that correct yeah so stephanie has a way better memory than me (laughs) it was like back in the day when you were in middle school chorus and you had to wear like the white blouse with the black skirt you know and it was we looked really embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) and for those of you who don't know i was in chorus when i was in middle school and no it's not because i can sing good it's because i wanted to sing (laughs) no you could sing it was for fun it was for fun it was great (laughs) it was for fun and and you know guys like like I said, um, having women like Stephanie on the show, it's just a highlight. It's like, you know, me and Steph went to the same middle school. We went to the same high school. Um, it, and it's about taking your talents and pursuing them, really. Like, you know, Steph could have gone a whole different path, but she chose to keep pushing forward. And I'm sure, like everyone else, you went through, you know, ups and downs and maybe doubting and, and coming back to who you are and trying to figure out the journey. Because as music is our all our lives are our journey you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and it's just kind of like finding where you fit in your pieces um so it's 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 super cool guys and like I said I know I I'm a little repetitive but check out her damn website this girl (laughs) is so talented I don't when I went on this website like I was so impressed I was like oh my gosh she's so official she's coming on old soul in a young world I'm so excited like I have a celebrity on here um, oh my god so guys like <laughs> stop it I just love designing websites you did that yourself yeah oh my gosh I love it every it's funny my my old roommate used to make fun of me because I'd be like oh six months went by time to update the good old website you know and I think nobody looks at it you know but it's important I'm like gotta look cool gotta look cute with a little magic font I like I didn't even know you created it yourself now I'm even more impressed um so like I said y'all if you have not seen this girl's website um stephaniejamesmusic.com like right when you go on you're gonna see this beautiful picture of her face and you're gonna be like I want to hear that girl's music um and the thing is though about Steph she's not only gorgeous on the outside you're not only gonna see a pretty face um she's beautiful on the inside and when you start listening to what she has to say that's what pushes you forward into being like wow this is why women are so inspiring you know what I mean like I don't know like how do you where do you get all that soul from girl (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Of course. I I guess that, you know, almost all of my writing comes from personal experience and uh you know, or things that like my family or friends have gone through and it's funny because one of my cousins, like who's a few years older than me, came to one of my first shows and I have I sang like eight songs about like breakups and stuff and I always seem like the happy person in the family like oh she's always smiling whatever he's like who hurt you like so many times and I'm like I'm like I just you know had a little bit of a breakup but I embellished you know it's like we just exaggerate a little bit gotta tell that story but but um yeah I just you know, it's funny. I just like when you talk about empowering women, I like really looked up to Christina Aguilera when I was younger. 
Oh, and, wow. And her stripped album, if you listen to all of it, she has like a voice within singing my song. And they're all like really empowering. And it wasn't until like lately I was like, oh my God, like that's why I kind of write in this like vein of like, you know, encouraging or like you have to keep going because like mm-hmm. that's what I listen to. And so it really spoke to me then and apparently is like really kind of like been in my subconscious, I guess. I feel that. And, you know, and I feel like when people think about Christina Aguilera, maybe they wouldn't expect that to be like, oh, someone who inspires your type of music. But I think that's the beautiful thing about music and empowerment. It's like we're all so different. Like, you know, she could inspire you and there could be a completely different other person inspiring me. Um, But it's the message that you take from that music. And it's like I think when me and you grew up, we were in a time where women were kind of in that stage of a come up like they were like oh I like I'm not that I don't want to compare them to men but I feel like it was like a man versus woman type world and we Mm. were at the stage when we were growing up that women in music in in the industry were like oh I can do that even better in a way you know what I mean I like I have strength too um and I have a story that I can put out there and honestly she's a dope artist so I could definitely see that coming from that album for sure um and actually you know guys like I know I said that me and Steph met in middle school but a really cool fun fact that me and her were chatting about and I'm so happy she brought this up um we were actually in the same seventh grade English class yes is that correct Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can see the classroom right now I can see it (laughs) who was our teacher was it like Miss McGovern or something (gasps) like that I think you're right I think it was. She was definitely one of them if she wasn't the the one, but Yeah. Definitely an English teacher at some point. <laughs> definitely. And and you know, guys, like, um, in this class, and it's funny that Steph brought it up to me because she has a song um called Cage Bird. And is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, and it's um in collaboration with um the Maya Angelo Foundation. Um, because of Maya Angelou's uh, poem, Cage Bird, or uh, what's the exact title of her poem? Yeah, so the poem is called Cage Bird, and then she also has a book that's like, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. That's yeah. what I was thinking of, yes. And um, if you guys have never heard that poem, I actually, I'm going to briefly tell you guys a little bit about Maya Angelou because she's such an amazing, inspirational, empowering woman. Um, and it's just, like, funny how the coincidences in life fall together and how the pieces come together. Because in that seventh grade class um, that me and Steph were in together, we learned about Maya Angelou for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, totally. and it was the poem, right? The same poem? Yeah, yeah, it was the same poem. And I, you know, a few years ago, um, during Voldemort's presidency, um, (laughs) we don't say his name. Am I allowed to be political on here? (laughs) Of course, right? Um, (laughs) I wanted, it was when there were a lot of, um, you know, police shootings and stuff. And I wanted to write about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, But then I was like, thinking about it. And I you know felt like this wasn't my story to tell and I was just trying to process it all and so for some reason I thought about the poem Cage Bird like I remembered like my Angelou or whatever and I got the poem out and I was going through it and I was just kind of like at the piano and singing and going through it um and it became like a really a really special song and I was in contact with um her foundation for like months and months trying to um 
get something going and they were able to let me have the rights to put it on the album and do oh that whole gosh. collaboration which is really special so it's kind of like my way of honoring her and um last year I spent a lot of time reading all of her poem poem books and autobiographies in chronological order and it was like one of the most inspiring things to kind of go through so highly recommend right? wow recommend. yeah <laughs> it's kind and of a long story know- but yeah <laughs> And where can we find that song if anyone was interested in listening? Is that on your website as well? Yeah, Spotify, YouTube, any streaming service, anywhere you can hear music, TikTok, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. In in you know, guys, the the poem that she's speaking about, for those of you who are not um, familiar with Maya Angelou or her poetry or anything like that, um, she is an American poet. Uh, she's a storyteller, um, an activist. Uh, like Steph said, she has autobiographies. And, and a lot of people don't know that Maya Angelou actually went through so much struggle when she was younger. Um, she fought for the civil rights movement. Um, like I said, she was an activist. But if you look at like her description on her website or things that describe her, it like, says, oh, she at one point was a sex worker or a dancer or this or that. She went through so many stages in her life to become the empowering woman she is because at that point in time they were being degraded as women and as African and American women. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like she had like the worst of both worlds at the time. Um, And she still came out on the other side, guys. Like she worked for um, Dr. Martin Luther King, um, Malcolm X. Um, She also uh, served as an educator, I believe. She got her doctorate, if Mm -hmm. I'm not wrong. Yeah, she's a Um, doctor, yep. It's just like when you start to think about it, it's like how could this this amazing empowering woman not inspire you to you know write that poem and like it's just or I'm sorry write that song um but it's super dope that as a as a female yourself you were like hey you know what I'm going to reach out to our foundation I'm going to like try and I'm sure like what it wasn't easy to get through to them or to I'm sure get the rights to let that let you use it um was it or or it was you know it was a lot of back and forth because um you know of of you know percentages of things and you know I I use the poem but if you read the poem and also listen to the song I rearrange the words you know and I repeat things that aren't repeated so we kind of have like a verse chorus type of song um they were amazing to work with. It was just a lot of details, you know, and it was kind of my first time going through like a contract and, you know, being professional with all having to read all the paperwork. (laughs) So that would make me a little (laughs) bit nervous. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. I'm, I'm like, whenever I have like things that need to be like type A, like perfectionist needs to go through, I literally send that stuff to my friends and family because I'm like, I think it's great. Let's just keep going. I have trust everybody. It's fine. (laughs) You're like, I need second, third, and fourth opinions on everything. Thank you very much. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Um, And, you know, guys, uh, like I said, for those of you who do not know um, Maya Angelou, I just want to give like two brief little... um, 
two brief little like lines from her poem just so you can get like an idea of what Steph's song may be about, what Maya Angelou may be about, and maybe you can do a little research yourself um, and go listen to Steph's song and listen to the poem and kind of like see the comparison of where she wanted to go with that. Um, so just a quick, just a quick little something for you guys. So this is actually the end of um, the poem. It says, But a caged bird stands on the grave of dreams. His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The caged bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill for the caged bird sings of freedom. So powerful. It's so powerful. And it's like, actually, when me and you started talking about this and when I was like looking into your music and we were talking about that, um, I started going through Maya Angelou's writing and her work and, and just kind of reading about her as a person and I remember in school learning about her and being so moved um, by this poem um, that we learned about. And I could never remember who wrote it. It's like it's one of those things that like sticks in your head years later. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I just couldn't remember who the author was in speaking to you and doing this research. I like finally came back across that poem. <laughs> um, I think amazing. it's called I Will Rise or Will I? I will rise. I will rise. I think that's what, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, and, and guys, like I said, like, it's so powerful. Um, she's such a powerful woman. And it honestly inspires me as a poet to, to write and to, like, want to see the world around me because Maya Angelou is going through so much. But yet she overcame it so she can move forward like we all have to. You know what I mean? And I think it's important to acknowledge that in today's day and age, we're still fighting for women empowerment. We're still fighting for women's rights to be able to move forward, maybe not only in this country, maybe still in third world world countries, but also in the U.S. It's like all in different ways, but we're still not fully an uncaged bird, I feel like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and, st- and definitely people of color as well. And Facts. It's, it's crazy, yeah. And, and even like, you know, um, trans or LGBTQ, like it's just there's so many um, things that we're trying to redefine in today's society. Um, so if you're looking for somebody like an uh, artist or a writer, um, I suggest you go check out her work because it really um, it does pull you back to like today's reality and just being like, oh, wow, like things weren't always this way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's really it's cool to check out. Um, and that's before, like, this is all before we had, um, I guess you could say, like, artists say before my time. Um, but it's it's before we were able to go out and post about it on, like, social media and stuff. Like, she was making civil changes and in, in, in movements through writing, which is just, like... Totally. You yeah. know. And and she like is really poised, like a really poised person, but also like really commanding and got people to respect her and stood up for herself. And I don't know, that's like a really hard balance. And I think that like, like she like found grace, but also like was able to know like when things weren't okay, which I think is really brave and amazing. <laughs> exactly, I agree. And and you know, guys, like getting a little bit back more into the music. Um, I think. 
in today's day and age with female artists as well and like you guys could disagree but i feel like a lot of artists out there now we talk a lot about like being the best or having like all the money or like being like a bad bitch like all that stuff and like i know growing up personally my friends made fun of me because i would be listening to like old school jazz and hip-hop music and like different artists um so it's kind of like a weird dynamic shift like i feel like people that i was into and you might laugh at me like nina simone jill scott lauren hill erica badu i used to listen to common i used to listen to like I don't even know, like old school rap. And I was like in middle school and people would be like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. I wish you were like, come listen to Lauren Hill right now. <laughs> like during middle school, I totally would have been about it. I was like 10 years late to that party, but oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, that's the funny thing because like you're, I see you as such an old soul and you have such empowering music and it's like, you know, but Lauren Hill wasn't your inspiration. You know, Lauren Hill was somebody who made me write my spoken word and write my poetry and if I didn't listen to her I don't know if I would have you know what I mean Mm. so it's like crazy seeing who inspires who and like how it really kind of molds you into who you are totally totally and um like I know you said that you got inspired um you know by some artists um but is there any more like recent maybe more recent that you feel are like empowering woman artists that kind of have you like keep going with your music or inspire you like when you wake up like I can do this today you know what I mean oh that's an awesome question you know I I always return back to some old music when I'm uh wanting to be empowered or inspired like I literally will listen to old Christina Aguilera I will listen to old Sarah Bareilles Yes. Um, even Natasha Bedingfield. Like, I feel like we <gasps> forgot about her somewhere. I love her. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll listen to, like, old jazz. I'll listen to Sarah Vaughn. I'll listen to anything. Um, but artists that I'm loving right now, Leanne LaHavez. Oh, my God. Soulful. Soulful I'm not vocalist. familiar. Yeah, you got to check her out. Um, yeah, who else am I listening to? The no singer Leon. <laughs> Leon, Leon. She's got... I don't know which way to say it. Um, yes. Um, like, we'll listen to, like, Amy Winehouse, like, Joss Stone, like, all kinds Amy of stuff. Amy is my girl. Amy Winehouse was, like, mm. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, the thing is, like, Amy, Amy herself, I think it's just crazy, guys, because we can talk about so many examples of empowering women, but it doesn't mean that they're perfect. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they're um you know that definition of the women that everybody puts out or everyone tries to label and put um women to a certain box like amy winehouse had addiction struggles she had many like mental issues and and personal issues but her music her soul vibe was like she was born with an old soul you know what Mm -hmm. i mean there's just some people who got that in them um from birth i feel like Mm mm-hmm and I also think, like, you know, with with today's music um, and, like, as Steph is an artist, and I don't know, you can tell me a little bit how you feel, but seeing how women put themselves out as artists today, like I said, I personally think they're a little bit more, like, they want to talk about themselves, they want to talk about money, like, it's more on that aspect of things. Yeah, there's also still soul singers, country singers, and all that, but did you feel like you were 
ever struggling to find your voice or or letting your music out into a world that maybe was a little bit more like tough like tough skin type vibe like when you i feel like your music's very um open very vulnerable um and like you say what you mean you know what i mean did did you ever feel like it was a struggle finding that empowerment within yourself thank you i i um I don't know. I think I think when I'm writing, I don't really even think about like I'm going to write an empowering song. I think I just it just comes out of me. And there are days, you know, when I'm like I'm going to write try to write about this or kind of have this vibe. And sometimes it doesn't come out the way I, you know, wanted to, but it's just a song, but um I don't know if I'm answering the question right, but getting getting other people on board with your vision when it comes to production and getting a band together to kind of let that vulnerability and those emotions shine is really um like the the other pieces to the puzzle mm-hmm. um and i can't even imagine like that must be like so much work like when you were putting your band together did did that was it kind of a solo thing like you were like all right i'm just gonna start this or was mm-hmm. it kind of like a group you that were like okay we have the same vibe and we're kind of just gonna do this together yeah so <laughs> it's funny so you know i was like the sing one of the best singers in from my high school or whatever and then i get to berkeley and i'm around the most amazing people all over the world and I was like, oh my God, like I would, you would get a practice room, you know, and it's like this small room with a little piano and you're just like sitting there and you're hearing people like crazy people playing and singing next to you or whatever. And I'm like, how am I here right now? Like, what is this? You know, and we're all thinking it too. Like everyone's like, how are we here? And um, I guess I want, was really open-minded because I knew that I wanted to play and meet and learn from as many people as possible, whether it was professors or different, you know, students, whatever. Like, I just wanted to get the most out of the school, which looking back now, I'm like, oh, my God, I could have done this differently. Like, maybe I would have been here. But I I don't know. It's just wild to think about. Um, And when I was putting my first EP together... (laughs) And when was that? When did you put your first EP? I think 2017. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, so I wrote my first song when I got to college. And it's funny because my one of my best friends, Kehon Chameleon, he, produ- he produced it and we recorded it in a practice room. And that was my first song. And then after that, I took a few songwriting classes and was like, I'm going to be like a songwriter now. Like, I'm obsessed with this. Yes. Um, so I, w- I was going to do my EP and... I had no idea what I was doing. I had never worked with producers, right? So you have student producers, you have band, everyone's working for free. Everyone's trying to get their hands on like anything they can do. So I had worked with like three or four different producers. It was four songs, right? (laughs) I counted, there were probably 25 different musicians. I had like string players for things. I had, you know, my friend Simone did vocal production, like you know, it was just like this whole thing. So it was like a big experiment. And then I was like, let's do some music videos. So I got some Emerson students. I got some Boko dancers, Boss Conservatory. And it was like a huge collaborative thing. And so now when I look back at my college like experience, that EP is like all the people that I got to like meet and work with. Wow. So. That's amazing. <laughs> 
Thank you. So I feel like so Berkeley really, I mean, obviously you had to do your own stuff before you went to Berkeley, but Berkeley really kicked off like your writing and like your wanting to be independent artist type vibe. Yeah, like when I when I got to school, I was like a performance major and a like a singer, you know, because everyone has their main instrument and their major. Okay. And then I would then I ended up being like, well, I want to do music business, songwriting, and I want to learn about production. So I ended up like minoring in production and, um, you know, taking a ton of song songwriting classes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't even know there were like layers into Berkeley. I was like, oh, you're a singer, you're a pianist, you're a guitarist. <laughs> I didn't know you could like major in like songwriting or like, you know, yeah. pro- business production. Like, that's crazy yeah yeah it was it was wild like wild (laughs) and like I mean after you got out of college did were you not to say like jumping off a cliff like in terms but like were you kind of ready to move into your independent artist vibe or did you still feel like you were kind of like finding your way yeah you know I'll be so honest right so Mm -hmm. I finished college and I was still living in Boston at the time because I had an apartment there um in my last year of of school I was really burnt out like I was spent you know Mm -hmm. because you had your classes but then out of class I was singing at weddings singing at different clubs in the city you know recording vocals for people's project like had a job like I was so spent like bad breakup like whatever um so I actually ended up moving back home for a year and like trying to figure out what my next steps were because there were some people who would graduate in May and the next day or week they were like off to Los Angeles or New York or Nashville and they were like okay got my internship like I'm ready to go like whatever and I was like hold the phone like I'm exhausted like I don't even like I'm not even in love with music right now Um, yeah and so I, I took a lot of time off and kind of just like had to take a deep breath and, and take care of myself, you know, and uh, I, you know, let time go by, I guess. And then mm-hmm. I actually wrote a lot of songs from the room I'm in right now. Um, hey! Yeah. <laughs> and and this is a great like segue because that's kind of like how Unbreakable, the song Unbreakable was born. It was kind of this like aha moment I had where I'm like. I don't need to feel sorry for myself anymore. I don't need to give, like, say negative things to myself. I don't need to, like, be my own worst enemy. Like, w- like you are talented. You are amazing. You have this gift. Like, you have all the things you need, all the tools. Like, why are you not doing them? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you holding yourself back? And that was kind of, like, my moment. It was like, just do it. Like, stop thinking about it and worrying and just do it. And, Yeah. <laughs> exactly and you know it's it's just super inspiring like even to me because when I listen to you talk I'm just like relating it to my own life in a whole different way it's like I didn't go to Berkeley I didn't you know do all that but it's like I definitely went through ups and downs and I let you know things around me like wear me down in relationships and in negative vibes um to the point where I felt drained and I was like okay I can't I couldn't produce my art. Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a poet. I'm a painter for you guys who don't know. And now I guess I'm a podcast host. Um, but it's Yeah, like, you are. <laughs> you know, but back in the day, it's like I was like, oh, I have all of these things that I feel like I should be doing, but I didn't know exactly what to put them into. And then I think I was 
putting too much pressure on myself. Like we can be our own worst enemy. Um, mm-hmm. I I literally picture myself sometimes as like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like I'm so good <laughs> to myself and I love myself so much, but at the same time I judge myself so much. And I, I hold these like very high expectations for myself that even my mom, like throughout my life, I'll be like having breakdowns. I'll be crying. My mom's like, Jesse, what's wrong? And I'm like, I need to do this. Like I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm supposed to be doing something. And she's like, you just have to let yourself like, you just have mm-hmm. to do it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, like that's exactly what you just said but in in a whole different journey so it's just like wow you know totally totally and like you need a moment to breathe sometimes and you need to just cry I love a good cry girl I wish I could like cut my tear ducts out I'm so (laughs) (laughs) it's not a bad thing for anyone out there listening crying is amazing and it really does help you relieve a lot of stress um but so does songwriting and so does writing poetry um and so does talking to your friends so if you guys ever need a friend to talk to you need someone to reach out to um just know me and Steph are both really cool old souls I'm sure Steph would love to hear from anybody um and I know I would so anybody out there listening who feels like you know you've been struggling maybe as an artist maybe you're a singer yourself and you're like damn I didn't go to Berkeley I didn't do this I didn't do that just hold the phone like Steph said take a second (laughs) step back and look at what you do bring to the table you know what I mean because Mm -hmm. at the beginning of January I was in my room like we were just talking about crying and I was like I have not done anything artistic I don't have anything going on I have all these talents I have so much to say and I have nothing going for me And that's when I talked to my friend Marlon, shout out Marlon O, um, and he was like, Jess, just start a podcast. And I was like, I don't know how, I don't know what to use. (laughs) And he's like, just chill out and and, and just start a podcast. Like, here's a website. It's free. You, You know, like, doesn't matter who's listening. It doesn't matter what you talk about. Do what you want. Just say what you want. And like, it's just that empowering feeling when you're like, yeah. I am just going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, like your song Unbreakable, like you just are kind of letting go um, at that point. Yeah. You know, you have to. And I think sometimes I feel like this like was said by someone, but it's like the hardest part is just like starting like that. Mm. If you think about like, okay, I want to make an album, right? It's like the first step is just like sit down and like write a song, you know, like, you know podcast think about what am I gonna call the podcast best name ever again but it's like (laughs) just do like the one little baby step and then once you do like 10 baby steps then it's like okay here we go you know exactly and it's like like for example guys just about me just one more time like when we were when I was starting my podcast and like Steph said like I sat down I was like what topics could I talk about? And like, I wrote some topics down and I was like, you know what? This is only going to last me a couple weeks. Like I'm not going to be able to keep going with this. Like there's nobody's going to give a fuck. No one's going to listen. Like, and the thing is, once I actually started putting out the positive feedback that I received and the people who are willing, who I like when I hit Steph up, honestly, Steph, I was like, she's not going to come on the show. I was like, she, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to her just because I'm going to be optimistic. Um, but even then, I was still doubting, like, no, nah, I don't think like my show has a big enough platform for her to come on. Um but it it just shows you guys, like, self-doubt is really nothing. Like, it's just in your imagination, you know what I mean? Because 
I know in the back of my mind, Steph is a cool ass girl and she would be <laughs> willing to do anything. And I know she's always like reached out and supported me when I put my art out there. Um, and when she's put her stuff out there, like I've, I've been supportive of her. So it's just like, don't, if you're thinking about doing something, if you're thinking about taking a step right now in your life, just take that step guys, like take it. You need to, nobody's totally. stopping you except you. Um, and I think when, when actually Steph, when did you drop your song Unbreakable? So it was, it was like on the album and I actually released just the music video last week because it was like my birthday yeah. and it was like a whole year of the pandemic. And it's funny because I, I did the music video when I was, it actually wasn't even going to be a music video. I was working with the photographer for the album artwork and we were like, let's just do this for fun. And then I was like, oh my God, like, I love, I love what this came out as. And so I just like, didn't know when to release it. Like, it was so hard to release things during the pandemic because it just felt like there was one disaster after another. And I didn't want to be like, guys, my music's here. You know, like it just, I was trying to read the room, but the Facts. room just got like uglier and uglier, you know? Yeah. So, yes. so I was like, okay, unbreakable video release. Like we just survived a whole year of a pandemic. Like just a little reminder that like, you got to just keep going. I feel so, like yeah. it was literally perfect timing. Like, and shout out to you. Happy birthday, girl, by the way. Thank you. I turned 25 again because last year doesn't count. <laughs> I feel the same damn way because my birthday is next month, April 12th. And I'm like, yo, I'm 25. <laughs> I, I got cheated a year, so I'm taking that year back. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's just like just so everybody knows listening and guys we all have our own ways of doing things our own ways of going about things and everything's a process like Steph just said she created that that music video or it wasn't even meant to be like you weren't even sure if you were going to drop it or release it or whatever and then it turned out to be amazing and like just just to say the visuals are dope whoever did your <laughs> visuals shout out to them thank you Hive Studio Somerville I love them Austin Cassie gotta check them out <laughs> hey <laughs> and um guys if you do want to see uh steph's music video again please check out her website um or check out her instagram she posts some awesome content it's always positive um always empowering and it's something that i'm gonna be tuning into a lot more um because you got me on like an uplifted vibe like you're making me feel good with your your music i've been listening to it today and i've been like yes girl like i am feeling that Oh my god, that is so sweet. I like, when I post on Instagram, I'm like, nobody really cares, but I'm just gonna post it anyways. And it's like, <laughs> it really means a lot that it's like, it's like meaningful, meaningful. Like that's really means a lot. Yeah, social media like feels weird sometimes. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. What were you gonna say? No, it's just like sometimes social media, just like, you know, you want to share something and you're like, it's always like, how will this be perceived? Like, we don't know. Like, a hundred percent that's how I felt like putting my podcast out there I was like oh like I'm gonna put this on Instagram like because the thing is the truth is guys if I post a selfie I'm gonna get like anywhere between maybe 60 to 100 likes if I post my art of some sort a podcast it gets like 25 percent less less like you know oh yeah even less even less <laughs> thank you i'm glad i'm not the only one yeah i'm like if you show a little booty you get like a thousand likes if you post your album that you spent a lot of money on and thousand hours on it gets a little bit just a little bit 
just ignore my um blood soul and tear album that i just spent years of my life making and here like this selfie of me (laughs) right it's like i know you're listening even though you didn't like it it's fine exactly dude and it's like and that's why like anyone out there who's trying to put your stuff out don't get discouraged don't feel like people don't care or people aren't gonna like it or listen in it's about you it's about you liking it you feeling good you listening to it um and if others listen and and appreciate and it helps them that's like a plus you know what I mean? Like it's you you are doing it to help other people, but do it first for yourself. Um, because if you're not, then I think you really lose that joy. Like you said, like at the mm-hmm. end of your at the, at the end of Berkeley, you said, oh, maybe you didn't like have that passion for singing or you weren't like in love with the music at that time because mm-hmm. it was so draining at the at the moment. Um, but then you found yourself and it's it's almost like refreshing, you know, mm-hmm. so. I think it's about taking time and, t- and, and taking time for yourself, for your mental health, because something that's big, um, and I don't know how you feel about mental health stuff. I'm assuming you are proactive on it. Um, but something big that I like to talk about on the show is mental health and being aware of that, because in today's day and age, it's so easy to compare yourself um, or get caught up or lost um, in social media. So really just being able to like bring yourself down, even if it's like, once a week, guys, if you want to listen to Old Soul in the Young World and this brings you back to yourself and you feel like you can get through the week, do that shit. Do whatever makes you feel like you can keep going. Um, totally. Totally. What's, yeah. what's, what's your favorite thing to do for, like, self-care or your mental health that, like, has really helped you? That is a good question. I think um, if you asked me that a couple years ago, maybe it would change. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I was like, oh, I need to, like, smoke weed and, like, get my mind off things. Um, and, and as I got older and I really started to understand what mental health was, I need, and I've realized this, I have to take time for myself. Like, sometimes that could be reading a book. Sometimes that could be me sitting there and, like, reorganizing my thoughts. I like to meditate sometimes. Um so I think there's a, a few different methods I like to use because sometimes I get I get sick of things. Like sometimes I don't want to write. You know what I mean? Like I'll be like writing would stress me out right now. Um, so then I kind of go to my other outlets. Um, I like painting as well. So I think it's good also to have like multiple facets. So if you're not feeling one that day, you can be like, all right, I can go relax and do this. Um, I think a, a big thing for me too in – I don't know, maybe some other people feel this way, but sometimes I just need to like do something physical, which is kind of like weird. So I go to boxing. So like sometimes when I go to boxing and I can just like take out my not frustrations, but just, you know, any energy I have and like knowing I'm taking that time for myself, I'm doing it for me. Um, Nobody is like forcing me to go do it. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I just want to do it to make myself feel good. Um, and, and to take that little mental breather, like, I feel like you just need a time where your mind is not running wild. And I think as an old soul and anyone listening in who's an old soul out there, if you can relate, I think our minds, we spin, like we are always going (laughs) because we're like, Oh, what can I do better? What can I be better? What can I do next? What's my next move? Like, I'm just always thinking, Oh, what's the next step? But it's about being in the present. Um, and appreciating the present because if you don't you can't appreciate the journey you know and and then you might get to an ending where you're like this isn't the ending I was suspecting well you weren't appreciating the journey 
You know what I mean? Um, and that's something I've only really learned and come to, I feel like, within like the last two years, um, two, maybe two and a half, three years. Um, for those of you, you know, getting a little vulnerable, but as Steph talked about earlier, like I was in a, a pretty negative relationship um, and I got out of that. And I think it's almost like you hit a wall and you just kind of realize like, okay, are you going to go down or are you going to climb over the wall? What are you going to do? You're going to, you know what I mean? Are you going to stay here forever? Or are you going to try to get over this and, and become a better person from the negative experiences? And I think that's what I did. So sorry to get off topic, but um I think that answered your question maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's, I love hearing what, what people do to, you know, take care of themselves. And it's really important. And I feel like older generations need to understand that self-care doesn't mean you're being selfish. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And I mean, is there anything like besides singing that you kind of do for yourself for self-care? You know, I... I do a lot of things you know my whole life I had a lot of anxiety and it wasn't until high school where it got really really bad my freshman year I'm not even gonna lie I used to actually come home and cry every day like I would just be so exhausted like and I I was too young to really understand what was going on and so you know my mom was was amazing and she was like well what what if you exercise you know what if you get enough sleep what if you eat right? And those are the things that I did. I was like a maniac at the gym for a long time. You know, like I was that person, you know? You get it then. You get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then, you know, later on, like I go to therapy now. I've been going for like a few years and I like, I love it. Like I hate love it. Um, I also meditate and especially with the pandemic, I was like, okay, like this, I need to be extra vigilant because I know that when I'm alone too long by myself, my thoughts just like run wild um you know so that's kind of like it's been important to like you know take care of that I, I like to meditate I like to do yoga I like to go for a walk on the beach I like to call a friend I like to just like light a candle and like get a nice cozy blanket like it's just like little things or like cooking a meal for my family you know mm -hmm. or just anything um yeah my mom's if she listens to this podcast she's like you cooked for the family oh my gosh <laughs> You're like that one time, mom. You don't remember? I made the pasta from the box. Like, <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh, it's too funny. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing way too much about that. <laughs> now we know your secret, Steph. She can't cook, guys. <laughs> I can cook. I just. Uh... I know you're Italian. You got something in you over there. <laughs> Um, but you know, guys, uh, you know, getting, getting a little bit back into our music topic and anyone listening in, like I said, who has mental health issues, take some time to work on yourself, whether it be after you listen to this podcast, um, or anytime in the future, it's always good to just find what makes you feel good. Um, and if you're in a relationship or you have friends that you feel like are, are close to you or influencing you a lot, like just take a couple minutes maybe away from the people who are always around you so you can figure out what you like yourself because I think there was a lot of times growing up where I thought I liked things because a lot of people who I was hanging out with you know they liked them and it kind of you know like trickled over to me and then as we stopped um 
chilling or stop doing those activities, I was like, you know what? That wasn't really for me. Um, so I think it's really good to find out who you are inside because we can easily get tangled with other people's vibrations. Um, and, and, you know, guys, just switching over real quick, I just want to talk about like a little bit of a current topic, a little bit of a relevant topic, um, something that I've been like a little torn about and something that's been all over social media, all over the news. It's just like, uh, I don't know, might get some hate from talking about this topic. Um, but I just wanted to bring up like the Grammys performance. Uh, yes, I'm going to talk about the WAP performance. Um Megan and Cardi went in and it caused a lot of controversy. Like I said, uh, people were saying it was degrading to feminism, degrading to women empowerment or women in general, um, how they were pretty much just like encouraging sexualization. I heard, pe heard people saying like soft porn was being shown and broadcast on TV um, and that they were pretty much like putting out an image for children on a family network because it was aired on CBS. Um, and then I've also heard the other side where people are saying like they represent women empowerment and that because they're able to do these things when for years like guys have been able to get on stage and have like, you know, backup women in, in lingerie and they're doing the moves or they're saying the sexual things. It's like, oh, why can't they be doing that now? Um, and I've also heard people saying like, yeah, finally, like colored women are on a white owned CBS network, you know, representing whatever they want to, whatever the fuck they want to, which is like, I guess in some people's terms, what feminism would be. Um, so I, I'm like torn. I don't know. I kind of want to bring up with Steph because I feel like we're both like pretty old souls. So I'm curious <laughs> to see somebody else's like... Mm opinion on this topic how did, did you watch the grammys first of all yeah i did watch the grammys um you know i have a few different takes on this right mm -hmm. i think if this is a televised event that is all ages you know um i don't think there should be violence i don't think there should be like profanity or sex anything that would be like pg-13 like you know i just think it's inappropriate um what was more inappropriate to me was the reenactment of of killing george floyd that was that was really hard to watch and felt a little uh not the best depiction of what they're trying to accomplish so i unfortunately missed that um part. i don't remember who it was but it was just it was kind of but yeah um but the thing that I have, like, I always think about is whenever women are being portrayed, whether it's AOC, whether it's Cardi B on stage, whether it is Michelle Obama, whoever, Hillary Clinton, I guess I'm just talking about people who are constantly in the, in the news or whatever, no matter how they dress, no matter how they talk, no matter what they do, people are always going to ta attack women. They're going to say, oh, she was too quiet. She used her voice too much. She showed too much skin. She's too conservative. So no matter what, women are always going to be attacked, I think, mm -hmm. for for what they do and, and how they portray themselves. And um, I think that's just how it is. You know, I mean, even I do it, too. It's like, oh, it looks like, you know, so-and-so gained a few pounds on the red carpet. Like, you think in your head, like, they look different. It's like they just had a baby. Like, you know, and it's right. like we, we already are our society we're like always like judging and like 
we have so much of this like internalized like misogyny and like it's just it's just a lot it's a lot yeah and we have this like preconceived notion I think that's the thing why I want to bring it up because it is a lot and I feel like everyone like has their own ideas on this and this very strong opinions like people who I wouldn't expect to even talk about this topic I've seen them like coming on social media and like putting a little message out there about it and I'm kind of like I agree with you if it's on a, a widely broadcast network that's supposed to be like family PG-13 or what or pg let's say um i think we should keep it that way whether you're a male or you're a female do you know what i mean i don't discriminate either way i just think it should be appropriate for anybody to watch um and i know an argument's like oh you can decide what your kids watch on tv that's up to you as a person but it's also up to us as a nation as a community to yes empower women and give them the right um and give men the right but also be like hey let's like be respectful of each other and let's you know let's put a good image out there for the youth because something i'm super passionate about is like empowering youth i feel like when i was young if there weren't people who supported me or empowered me i wouldn't been able to get over my depression or my insecurity or my anxieties like i I think that is we have to be very aware of the content that we put out um, for younger generations as well. But I also support women doing whatever they want. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I think when you're an artist or you're a creative and you have a platform, your platform is so powerful. And maybe I don't know a lot, but a lot of times when I think when people are talking about things that are controversial with big artists, I always think about the label. I think about, did this artist make these choices? Were they told that they had to wear that on stage? I always think about the things that they may not have had any decisions over because of, you know, the contracts they're in. Um, you know, I always think about that. Um, but, but yeah, when I think about also like artists that I looked up to like if I were a kid now who I would be listening to I guess it would be Taylor Swift and stuff but um like I I like Billie Eilish I'm my favorite artist but like it's really weird to me that like five-year-olds listen to Billie Eilish when it's like such dark music and kind yeah. of talks about suicide and stuff it's kind of like a hard thing for me to grapple with a little bit um <laughs> no I feel that and that's the thing it's like there's so many different arts because like as my age when I listen to Billie Eilish I'm like wow she is such an old soul for her age like like her voice her like you know whatever but it's because I'm already in a way matured so I can handle the things she's saying um to a young to a young girl or a young somebody um fan listening in they could be influenced by the things that she's saying as well so I mean it's hard when we start talking about this topic because social media and music and everything is so widely streamed um, that for us to not expect influence or people to be influenced would be crazy. It's kind of a natural process, you know? I know this actually just made me think I feel kind of old saying this, but when I was young, like my dad would pick me up from, you know, like elementary school or whatever. And we used to go to like Best Buy and he would be like, Hey, like, go ahead and like pick out a CD or I'd go get the hit clips, right? (gasps) The hit clips. And that was like the only way we could have music. And then my neighbor, um, 
you know, I had a neighbor across the street. I said the same thing three times. Um, her mom used to make make us like mixed like CDs from Napster, you know, of like <gasps> Faith Hill and like Vanessa Carlton. And like that was the only way we got music, you know. And now I'm seeing like my nieces, you know, following my TikTok. I'm like, dear Lord, they they have access to every song, you know. They're, there's like songs that have the N word and like inappropriate things, but like they're doing TikTok dances to them, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that like everything is out there. It's so much more accessible, you know. Maybe it wasn't intended for children to listen to, but like it's there, you know. Exactly, exactly, and that's the thing. It's like we can't stop the influence, but I think that as artists ourselves, like when we have these open conversations. It's a great thing because we know that we're influential. Like I, if any kid listened to this podcast, I would be like, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I swore a couple times, but it's like, I want them to hear that we're being open, that we're able as women in today's day and age, even in the 21st century, surrounded by social media, you can still have your own values and your sense of self. Um, And I think it's just about finding that, you know, through, through whatever it may be. It is it's hard to to veer away from the influence i know um but i appreciate your input on the topic i just kind of wanted to you know throw it out there a little because i know there's a lot going on and a lot of people talking about it um so to just see where you come from like as a female artist so it's good to know definitely um and you know guys like on Old Soul in the Young World, what we what we really aim to do here is just make you guys understand and realize that whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you're into, whether you're an artist or just a an old soul or a young soul, it's okay to be confused. It's okay to feel different. Um, it's okay to not be sure. And you can just continue on, guys. You can continue to push forward no matter um, the obstacles that come in your way. And I hope that me and Steph are both a example for you um, of two women who have overcome things to keep going. Um, you know what I mean? Like Steph is not going to stop um, putting out music. And I know that for a fact. Maybe she won't drop an album until next year. Who knows? Maybe it'll be two years. But whenever she drops new music, I know it's going to be dope. And I know it's going to be empowering. And whatever message she's putting out, that there's going to be soul in it. Um, (laughs) Thank you. That's so sweet. Seriously. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, no, of course. And I'm just saying that because I mean it. Like, not even to butter you up because you're on the show or whatever. It's just, like, nice to see women empowering women who still talk about real things like when i listen to your music i'm like this isn't bullshit you know what i mean like she put time (laughs) into this she put effort into this um it wasn't just like tossed and tossed on a page and she just threw it out on social media um so it's really really refreshing um still having artists that i feel like when i was young i listen to like i said the old school people it's like you got a touch of that you know what i mean that's why i was like i'm gonna be on your music a lot more (laughs) oh my god that's such a huge compliment oh my gosh (sighs) and you know guys um we are kind of coming down to the end of the show. Um, me and Steph were chopping it up so much. I didn't even like have time to throw our five minute 
break song in there so what we're actually gonna do is throw it at the end of our episode tonight um so you guys can kind of like end on a little note um to listen to what Steph's about uh get into a little more of her music and you can find the link um like i said on stephanie um jamesmusic.com you can also hit her up on stephanie james is stephanie james on instagram yeah stephanie james music on, on all like social media yeah. I was going to say, go ahead and plug yourself, girl. You can do it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did an awesome job. Um, and, you know, Steph, so I am I just want to say thank you again for um, coming on and for just being willing to, like, be open and be somebody who can inspire um, other women around us in today's day and age because it's a rarity. Um, it's something that we don't get enough of. And just being able to be, like, I went to high school with this girl, like me and her, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's an empowering thing. And I hope that when people listen in, they feel that vibe. Like I said, guys, we got to reconnect tonight. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us get to, you know, reacquaint with each other. Um, but also being able to vibe, um, with knowing what a soul is and in understanding that we're all different souls. Um, so you could have a different opinion than me and stuff. And if you do, that's awesome. That's great because we're all different people. Um, so thank you again, Steph, for being on the show. And do you want to let us know uh, what song we're going to be ending with tonight? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love when I reconnect with people like from a while ago and it feels like no time has passed. I think there's like something really beautiful about that. Um, yeah, yeah. What song are you playing? Throw me a rope. If that's what you're down for, whatever, honestly, whatever song you feel like vibes, that's what we're gonna put in. Yeah, let's do throw me a rope. We're going with this whole this whole theme here. Um, it was such an honor. I I wrote the song with my dear friend Leaf Weigel, and they are what I consider one of my like soulmate soul siblings if you want to if you will and uh we went we were roommates in college for a little while and uh we both lived in california they lived in san diego i was living in la and uh we both had a really hard time and i joke about the whole like soulmate situation because we feel like we live like very similar but different lives and go through the same things and um they sent me this this rough draft of the song and we ended up working on it together, and uh, the the whole the whole thing is about nothing's gonna change until I do, and it's about just realizing you can lean on yourself when you are going through difficult things in life, when you're going through the whole journey, which we really pretty much talked about, you know, on this on this podcast tonight. Um, and I just want to say, because I, I was listening to the song earlier, I, I don't want, I'm going to misquote this, but it was like that you're standing in deep water and like you just want someone to throw you a rope. Like that's pretty much like kind of the concept. Yeah. And it, it's like, you know, I'm like, you're. it's like when you're standing in water and like you're just trying to get out of the water and it's like things are just weighing down on you. And no matter how much you try to, you know, do a step forward, it's like you keep moving backwards but you know that you're going to get out. Like, you know it's going to be okay. Um, and I guess, like, when I moved to L.A., it was, like, my first time, like, really away from home. And so I felt really lonely. And, and, and so this is kind of where that song came from of, like, like relying on yourself, you know? And just exactly. kind of get, getting through it because you have to. 
and you will and you're gonna be okay (laughs) exactly guys so every every single soul every single person listening in um just remember what we said um you are gonna get through it you are gonna be okay there's always gonna be someone there um who's willing to help you and if there's not be willing to help yourself um because we have been out here doing it for ourselves too pushing ourselves forward um and just every day trying to become a better person um so again thank you so much Steph for being on the show um and we are gonna end it out uh with throw me a rope um by stephanie james and you can check her out on all social media thank you steph for joining us thank you so much jesse such such a pleasure to like talk to you again seriously i know i know girl all right (laughs) my old souls my young souls and all my souls in between Enjoy the song by Stephanie James, Throw Me a Rope. Go check her out, follow her, show her some love. She is such a great person, such an amazing, empowering woman um, and an old soul. And I hope to see you guys again next week on Old Soul in the Young World. Treading water since I got here Heavy rocks in both of my hands I'm still breathing, body moving Doing it cause I have to In this ocean I'm still hoping It ain't always gonna be this way I love swimming, I love living I'll get through it cause I have to I see the shoreline, but I'm never arriving. I get so tired, and the water keeps rising. Throw me rope, cast me line. Can't you see I've been trying? Find me some land. you take me upstairs put your hands in my hair won't you put me to bed
gonna change, nothing's gonna change until I do. Nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change until I do. Nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change until I do. Nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change, nothing's gonna change. Tune in to Old Soul in a Young World. 